Hello, friends. Welcome to a very strange episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm joined by Matt and Doyle, writers and contributors at MavsMoneyball.com. Guys, how are you? I, you know, it. Like, I think you summed it up well. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> well, doing all right though. Good, good. You know, I, I wanted like talking about this sort of stuff ends up making it feel less. You know, just just you, you process some thoughts. So, for those who are not unaware and are you know downloading this podcast on Friday morning, there were some Mavs things that occurred uh, after kind of close of business hours on Thursday afternoon, heading into Thursday night. Doyle, can can you kind of give us uh, the rundown from as as you saw it? Sure. So basically, it kind of started off with multiple reports coming out, Woj, McMahon, Stein, saying that the Mavericks were in hot pursuit of Jason Kidd to be their next head coach, so much so that by within like a, an hour or two, they were saying that the Mavericks were already engaged in negotiations uh, to make Jason Kidd uh, the next head coach. All the while... Cuban has apparently been conferring with whoever the next general manager is going to be, but that person is as yet to be named. It may be Michael Finley. We don't know. No one's reporting anything. Uh, they are saying that the expectation is that Finley maintains his role with the team. Um, so, I mean, if you're a Finley fan, that's good for you. Uh, however, there's another name that cropped up uh, I'd say from the time of our recording within the past hour, and that is of Nico Harrison, uh, a relatively, I think, unknown name to many NBA fans. I mean, I think we all had to look him up when it came out. Um, but he's a longtime executive uh, with Nike North American Basketball, and he was also Kobe Bryant's handler, essentially, for you know, a lot of Kobe's career, including some of the bad stuff when he had to repair his image after, you know, the the Denver incidents. And uh, so he, he, or he's Kobe pretty... Bryant was accused of sexual assault and stood trial for it and eventually settled out of court. That is yeah, correct. We're just going to say that because that's a thing. Yes, that is very much a thing that really happened. And also something that, kind of plays into this with Jason Kidd because he pled guilty to uh, domestic assault against his wife or then wife at the time in 2001. Um, and so there's Harrison and he has a lot of relationships within the league and I believe it was Stein that reported that the team considers that to be great in terms of their ability to lure free agents because this guy makes, you know, all of their shoe deals happen, essentially. And I think that's kind of the gist. Oh, and apparently somebody within the organization is very mad that Jamal Mosley is not being considered for the head coaching job, as I believe are many fans out there in the universe. Whoo! And, you know, you, you scratch upon just so many thoughts and topics and i for one i sort of want to start with kid and then we can move on 
to to the other gentleman and my thoughts on kid revolve around the fact that first of all he is not a particularly successful head coach he has had two stops previously and has sat on the bench behind frank vogel in los angeles he was with um the the bucks and then Who's who's a pretty who's the other team? The Nets, yeah. <laughs> What's the wrong Nets. with me? The Nets. Nets I'm really young. Yeah. It's like like I'm looking at the logo and I can't say it out loud. And, <laughs> and you know, the the Nets stint was okay. The Bucks stint was interesting, but he ended up flaming out in a massive way in Milwaukee. Like attempted some like coup type crap and failed. Um, he did that in uh in New Jersey or I guess Brooklyn as well. He he uh. <clears throat> was trying to take uh, power from Billy King, who was the GM at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that kind of forced his exit. Or he forced his own exit after he couldn't get said power. And so Bizarre behavior to... for a first-time uh, coach. It, so that that's sort of my thought, too, where I'm just like, but then you remember Jason Kidd, the player, who was a guy in full control a great deal of the time it was actually one of the things which led him and Rick Carlisle to butt heads a lot. Cause Carlisle liked to have control and it's just the higher, like when I first heard inklings of it, uh, Chris Henderson, uh, a Mavs, you know, kind of beat reporter guy always around the Mavs started talking about this like two weeks ago, like, like almost immediately, like almost immediately after, after things got even before Carlisle was gone, started talking about it which means you know understanding the how many folks he talks to that this is a thing that have been out like it's it's just been in existence i and i'm interested to hear kind of matt and doyle both your thoughts on this i just can't believe that understanding the the organization's kind of disdain for you know I don't know, decency at times over the last, you know, three years that they would really do this by hiring a guy like kid who is one, not that successful of a coach and two comes with baggage attached. I was uh, pretty dumbfounded. Uh, we, I mean, we had people sort of, you know, in the Mavs money ball saying like, it's going to be kid. It's going to be kid. And uh, once again, my optimism has uh, failed me. <laughs> I'm once again proven wrong, made a fool of. Uh, yeah, I like it's. It makes no sense. This isn't a guy who, uh, you know, if only you know he didn't have a, a questionable personal record, is is a ringer as a head coach. He's a guy who, you know, had had the Bucks in seventh place in the East, and then the following season. They rocket to first place in the East, and Giannis is the MVP right after he leaves. Right. So it's not like he's a guy who who has been struggling to find talented rosters as a coach, and you know just you know can't can't get the uh, the players to kind of execute on his vision. He he's he's had talented rosters, and he hasn't done anything. You know, I I, I was looking at um when I'm when I was thinking about kind of the the coaches that you know maybe we would see come in. I assumed it, may, it might be, you know, some guy who's who's kind of been around the league a while because those are the kind of guys are kind of having success right now. We talked about Frank Vogel in, in L.A. who had a had a decent run as a Pacers coach, had a very bad run as the as the Magic coach. And then, you know, but 
now he, you get to coach LeBron, you, you can be a championship coach. Same thing kind of with uh, McMillan and Atlanta right now. They're not having, they haven't won a championship, but certainly he's made it further with them than he ever has before. And that's, you know, we obviously see, see Trey doing a great job. So I don't know, man. That that's not the case with good kid. He's he's had good good uh good roster, and uh, I I don't see how he's going to elevate uh, this Mavs roster. Doyle. Yeah, I mean, he had a a team basically. It was like the the Celtics Redux when he was in on the Nets. That was a perennial playoff team. And they did advance to the second round. They beat the Raptors in the first round, I believe, to get to the second round. And that's the most success he's had as a coach. He's only only been to the playoffs two other times and the he's never taken a team be uh two or three games over five hundred in his career. Like during the regular season. That's it. Like they've been literally middling teams that wouldn't probably wouldn't even sniff the playoffs in terms of record like in the west and now you know he he just won a championship with the lakers last year as an assistant coach but i don't know that anyone other than extreme basketball insiders can tell you really what he does for that organization i mean i guess we could ask you know Harris our, our lakers over. fans friends are our, our laker like like peers within you know kind of like like fan and writing communities are thrilled that he's gone they're thrilled that he's gone. Great. Yeah. That's hey. that's that's what I that's what I've seen from him too. And it's uh that should tell you something. They're literally, you know, one year removed from a championship that he was a part of and they're ecstatic that he's leaving. I talked to um, uh there's a there's a guy, uh, a Bucks fan, um his name's Ben Thompson. He runs this incredibly influential in the business world blog called Stratechery. And he is a diehard lunatics Bucks fan. And he, you know, it's almost worth searching his timeline at no tech Ben for Jason kid related tweets. He hated Jason kid. He said it was as, as worse as you think the fan experience is going to be with him. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be worse than you think. Um, there's all sorts of people who have tweeted mentions to me and I hosted a locker room, which I'm, I don't think I'm going to post earlier tonight where, oh, well he can grow. He can change as a coach. And, you know, a tiger doesn't change their stripes is what I'm going to say. Like Rick Carlisle in no short way, like worked himself out of the Mavs because like after 13 years, people were tired of him. I mean, the, the kind of like inkling of, of. I hate to use the word toxicity because that feels not fair, but people were not like Rick Carlisle had, had wore out his welcome with the Mavericks with everyone, but Mark Cuban and kid is not going to be a big change of pace in that regard. I mean, he's, he's made some power plays in two different places. Hasn't been particularly successful. It, it, there's not a thing that says, Oh, Jason kid is a, is a successful coaching candidate because of X past his playing experience and coaching and playing are not the same thing. Rick Carlisle was a marginal player at best and an incredibly good head coach. They're just two different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it, 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 it's, I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are way more examples of, of failed player coaches than there are of successful ones, you know, like, 
I don't understand how someone like Jason Kidd gets as many shots as he does. Well, you know, everyone kind of agreed like Derek Fisher, you know, goes from point guard to to coach, you know, almost immediately out of the game. And and then, you know, everyone kind of agrees, oh, that that was a horrible idea. We no one should hire him to be coach anymore. But for some reason, Jason Kidd's going to be on his third team in, in you know, five years. And uh, I don't uh, I don't know why who com- who makes those decisions and why. I mean, yeah, man. I think we know who made the decision. Well, in this case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was clearly Cuban, and I, it's from all in, inclinations and reports, it, it seems that Dirk had a heavy say in this, having played with Jason for a number of years, including on the championship team. So I, I, I wonder how much kid being tied to the championship team here uh, will actually, like, soften his blow initially uh once oh, that's a that's a great point. we we need to hit on that on before we get too far away from this the jason mm-hmm. kid hire is incredibly smart pr from cuban i have gotten so many texts from casuals that i know because they know who jason kid is it's a great hire i love former mavericks championship winning point guard jason kid and it's just it allows Cuban once again to win the news cycle with the coach. It's really smart. But he comes like we've discussed with so much baggage, not the least of with is the off court stuff. I mean, we touched on it earlier. This team was rocked by like a sexual harassment and sexual or not and uh, domestic abuse scandal. Like literally three years ago, it happened, and here comes this guy with a guilty plea literally on record of committing these types of things. They brought in St. Marshall to like purge the organization of characters and, you know, to use the word again, toxicity like this. And like, I, they're, do they want to move backwards? Do they just not care about like oh, they don't this care. kind of reputation? They do not it's, care. It's remarkable. Most, most fans do not care. I will bet that we have a significant portion of our listenership who is hearing this and saying, I do not care about those things. I watch the Mavericks for basketball. I don't care about any of the thing, any of the negative things that are associated with it. I want to say I understand that point of view. I don't because I live and breathe in this stuff. And when we covered that 2018 scandal, it really sticks with you. It sticks with you. And it says to me that the Mavericks haven't learned, nor do they care. And I don't know. I've, I've been talking about tonight. Like I will reconcile this in some way, shape or form because being like just existing requires some sort of cognitive dissonance because of the various things happening around you that you can't control. I just wish that the Mavericks weren't one of those things, you know? Yeah. And it seems like it's a pretty easy thing for them to do is to just not do this stupid (laughs) shit that they keep doing. It's like, do not, no, don't step on the rake. But again, you know, I've been following, you know, a couple, I've seen a couple, um, a couple of, of things. And it's like a guy just messaged me right now. I'm sorry, but you sound ridiculous. Who made you God? People can't make mistakes and live a decent life and learn from those mistakes. Who are you to be real, to be judging people? 
like you're some version of perfection. Like there are just people that don't want to hear these sort of criticisms. Um, and okay, that's fine, but I'm going to talk about it because I find it particularly interesting and and I, I and frustrating because I love the Dallas Mavericks and I don't love what they're doing. Right. And you know, and Matt, I'll let you, you know go go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I yeah saying, uh, I mean, the Mavs are, are, are in particular are maybe the worst franchise to kind of give kid that second chance just because of that history and you know to 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 try to rehab kids image in on a team that is still trying to rehab its own image it's like how how can how can one serve the other you know right and they literally cleaned house when that scandal broke and are are they just opening the door back up you know (laughs) that's the worry well from from that side of things it's it's you know when you move on to the to the other hire uh the other hire was former i mean now former nike exec nico harrison who is getting praised across the board uh as kind of an out of the box style hire um i'm trying to what like he was an executive with nike who managed kind of kobe bryant uh relationship and did like players just really really seem to like this guy and the modern NBA is so much about relationships. And there's just like uh, the, the reviews for this portion of the hire have been nothing short of, of outstanding. Um, yeah. Just kind of across the board, which I, I don't know, you know, I don't really know how to feel about this one past the fact that I like that it's something different. Um, and, and it, it's, it's, I'm interested to see what happens because as we know, the Mavericks don't really have a lot of wiggle room uh, in terms of margin for error for what to do uh, for what to do in, in like the coming free agency, because, you know, Luca's mega mega deal is on the horizon. It limits kind of their salary cap. You know, Porzingis is already on under a max. There's, you know, they don't, they just don't really have a lot of flexibility after this summer. I'll say, I mean, this is the kind of hire that I was expecting kind of across the board. Like you could kind of mentioned in your, in your locker room, like if you're, if you're the kind of fan who is in locker room or listening to this podcast or even just reading Mavs Moneyball, like you're probably in the top, you know, 80% of kind of fan in terms of knowledge. Like if you know what, what's going on with the salary cap at all, you're, you're in the, you're, you know, kind of a little bit above the casual fan. So even me kind of being in that, in that group where I consider myself sort of a, a fairly knowledgeable fan. You know, I expect someone whose job it is to know about basketball as their career to like know people that I've never heard about who would do a good job. So like this is the kind of like I've never heard of this guy, which I feel is good. So like if if they're just hiring some guy that I kind of already know about, I'm like, that's the best guy, some guy that I know, even as a guy who knows nothing about basketball. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, just the way he fits in with kind of how the league is going in terms of like, you know, all these agents moving into the front office and, and, you know, being such a a player focused kind of guy, like that's how I kind of envision this whole front office change going, but uh, to get, I get to get, yeah, to get him in there, I guess, uh, has gotten nothing but, but rave reviews for, from most of the uh, NBA sort of Twitter elites. Well, cause we know 
you know, having suffered through a variety of like free agent foibles, the single biggest challenge the Mavericks have had for almost 10 years is getting a meeting. Um, there was the Dar- you know, there was the Darren Williams meeting where Cuban didn't show because he had um it, it's just one of these things Shark where <laughs> yeah, it, it's like like what's going on here? So it's it's very much nice to see that there's a little bit of change of pace in sort of that regard and that people might be willing to take the meeting. I mean, his role is not entirely unclear. Uh there's kind of some some interesting, you know, like like things going on with Mark Stein tweets presenting sort of a a, a dynamic um about what's happening uh within you know the Mavericks that I don't think really is is gonna bode well because I I for one believe that organizational hierarchy and who is in charge of what is extremely important but it's not like they need to figure that out tonight so if there's a plan where they get everyone together get everyone on the same page then I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Mavericks can do uh at least in that regard yeah that that whole thing about what his role is. So I think it's been reported that he's going to step into the vice president of basketball operations role, which is the role that Finley currently, or I guess maybe possibly now formally had, but he's going to work alongside Finley. So they haven't really defined what Finley is. And maybe, you know, while we're recording this, it's come out as he's actually going to be the new GM. I don't know. But uh, I haven't looked. I think we would have said something by now. But it's yeah, it's really vague. It's really vague how that power structure is going to work. But I guess on the upside with him, we're not going to get any more uh, comic book superhero uh, cartoons trying to lure free agents to, to Dallas. I'm really glad we're probably never going to have to see another superhero um, ever again. I, I hosted a locker room earlier tonight where I was kind of working through my thoughts and feelings in this hire. And I don't know if I agree with the take, but there was someone who point, who basically pointed out that if Cubans kind of reassembled the, the, and I hate this phrase, but the brain trust of people around him who will listen, Dirk, Kid, Finley, and then this gentleman are fresh blood. Uh, at least into the roles that they're in, maybe not necessarily Finley, but, but, you know, it's, it's kind of besides the point, different role to where a different, you know, maybe one of the things that kind of came out in in, uh, covering this the last several days um, is that who Cuban listens to when is very important. And Donnie had lost his ear and didn't seem to realize it for quite a long time. And if Cuban is at least willing to listen to a new team for a little while, then there's a lot of opportunity to change the direction. I don't want to say right the ship because, I mean, they were the fifth seed, but to, to maybe, you know, figure out how to get over that next hurdle. Um, and, and while I'm not necessarily all in on the hires, winning kind of cures a lot of, of the, you know, potential any sort of pitfalls like, like, you know, I remember the Lakers last year had Frank Vogel as coach with kid behind. And people were always wondering if, if kid was going to, you know, sneak in and, and somehow take that head coaching job. And that never became an issue because the Lakers just won. And, and some of these potential, you know, power struggles, whatever you want to call it, seem to be easily mitigated by the fact that the Mavericks could come out with a different team and be very good 
and then all this stuff kind of takes a back seat. Didn't the Lakers bring in Kid before they brought in Vogel? I don't Wasn't remember. It was odd. It was very odd. So. But yeah. I mean, if they win, yeah, everything we're saying here is moot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just kind of the thing. Yeah. Well, I think we're all kind of just like, like, trying to think. I don't want to say I'm I'm super negative about all this because I want to give it a chance. I will say that I am confused and bordering on disappointed for some of the some of the just the optics of all this. Um, but at the end of it, you still have Luka Doncic, who is you know seemingly should sign a supermax, and all of these things where you know a couple of things could really point the Mavericks in, in the right direction. So I don't want to say I, 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 I'm, it'll, I'll work myself into cautious optimism at some point or, or, or are we just, you know, what, what are, where are you guys like heading towards or not? I mean, I would say, you know, I usually try to operate from a, from a place of, of optimism as a default, like if, if it had been, if it had been Mosley, like I didn't necessarily think Mosley would have been the greatest choice. You know, he was the defensive coordinator for whatever that matters, and the Mavs were obviously not a great defense. But you know, I thought Luca liked him, and he's you know a new a new face. Like w- with the kid hire, just purely from a coaching standpoint, I think there's the the default has to be pretty pessimistic as to his as to his how he's gonna kind of operate out the gate. So, man, I don't know. Like, I don't want. I'm not. You know. We've piled on kid plenty in this in this podcast, but yeah, I, I I think I would say I'm instead of you know hoping for the best and hoping he proves me right, I'm going to be kind of sitting here hoping that he'll prove me wrong because I don't think it's going to go well. Doyle, well, I'm uh, I'm on record. I literally wrote you know an entire column about why kid was not the right choice, you know, and uh, thank you for everyone who's read that. I stand by <laughs> everything I said, Matt. Like, I don't think he's the right choice for this team. Like like you said, Kirk, there are atrocious optics to all of this. I know that, like, Dirk and Cuban like him, but, like, he he hasn't proven he can be as successful as maybe he thinks he is as a head coach. He's been kind of weird behind the scenes, manipulative, like, all of this stuff. You know, you... you it's more than rumors. Like it's it's out there. It's been reported, and uh, yeah, this Would, is. Um, I think this is a problematic hire, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. I, I so you know without dragging this podcast on forever, I just wanted to kind of point out is it it was weird. It's weird, right? Like we have to assume that this didn't all just happen tonight like that we that rick carlisle unprompted was like boy i hope they hire, hope they hire a jason kid anyway here i'm off to off to the paces here i go like that he would kind of throw that out there this morning and that's that's reported and then you know by by sundown it's a done deal that's weird right very weird it's weird that he'd well, even comment on it for the former coach to be like hope this next guy is coach and then he is yeah yeah weird 
nothing in this free agency, or I guess this off season, not free agency, this off season has been in any way, shape, or form what I'd consider natural, especially for this organization. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, we're literally a week removed from Rick stepping down, like, <laughs> and and then Rick tweets that out, and oh, here, here comes Jason Kidd. I mean, you know, Rick said high things about him before, like, but, yeah, okay, what is not? Yeah, yeah, the, the, that stuff was particularly odd. Um, it does seem like this has sort of been a thing that was done and then that they decided to kind of roll out with this evening. Uh, yeah. Maybe the finalization of, of you know, the fact that they, just, you know, made a really large point about hiring the GM first and then hiring the coach just doesn't. Not like, doing they, didn't, it. they didn't do any of those things. All the things that they put out <laughs> over the last couple of days, they didn't do any of them. And that's, that's, that's par for the course for the Mavericks, yes. though. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of annoyed. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to tell anybody how to be a fan, but it's just, it's, it's very challenging for me at the moment to, to just get behind this stuff. I'm, I'm sure that I'll figure it out <laughs> because we've, we've done it before. Uh, I've had some fans that were, you know, were like one, one guy, an older guy was just like, you know, I, I was here when Roy Tarpley was on the Ascension, Ascension and then he, you know, like I've seen some really frustrating things over the years. So this is not going to, this is definitely not going to send me packing. So there's, there's, you know, it's just the way sports is sometimes. Um, and we'll see where we go. I think on Mavs Moneyball, we're probably going to have a lot of varying degrees of commentary on it. Um, just because we like to comment on things. So please Absolutely. rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff for the podcast. Come to the site. We're posting lots of content. Matt Doyle. Thank you very much. Do you got anything else thank before you. we get out of here? Uh, happy birthday, Mary. <laughs> Did that That's save right. it? Are we in the corner? That's right. All right, guys. Thanks so much. You have a good one. Okay. Thanks. All right. All right. Bye, guys.